This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. For Deborah Evans. Hi, Deborah. How's Hi. She's great. She's great. She's doing really well. God is working things out. Yeah, she's finished her good. class. Good to hear your voice. You too. You always sound so good. <laughs> good morning. Happy Friday. God bless everyone on the call. I'm grateful to God that we woke, I woke up on this Friday morning and yesterday I got to see my son's son graduate and go to high school. So thank you, Lord. I'm grateful that he's moving him forward and his uh, heart is being comfort. Thank God. Thank, thank you. God. Have a great day. Hey, 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 hey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Declare Victory. We're just waiting for our good friend, um, Minister E.K., to get on. How's everybody on this favorite Friday? Hi, Michelle. Hi, Miss Diana. I love you. I love you more. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good, good morning. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm hanging in here doing well. Yes. To God be the glory. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Good morning, family. It's Miss B. Happy Friday. Good morning, Miss B. 
Hey, Shell. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Friday. Hey, DB. Hey, Brother Michael. Happy Favor Friday. If um you guys aren't speaking, if you can put your phone on mute, it's the frequency in the background for uh, we so appreciate it. Yesterday. Say that again. I said it was just good to see your face yesterday. I love it. It was good to see you and Mama D and laugh. Oh my God! Please send me the pictures. <clears throat> good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Fair Victory. Can someone please place their phone on mute? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. We're just waiting for our good brother E.K. to join so he can host. And if not, uh, Brother Andrew, have you joined the call this morning? And if not, we do what we do. We step in, fill in, and just show up. Amen. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, family. Welcome to the clinic. There you go. Good morning, EK. Good morning. I'm sorry. Oh, you good? You good? I'm passing it on over. (laughs) Well, thank you for the pass. (laughs) Good morning, God. Morning, great morning. This is Minister EK, and I am on the line. Hallelujah. Who do we have out there this morning? Good morning, Angela. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Good morning, Angela. Hey, EK, it's Dee. I said good morning to Rochelle, but I got to tell you good morning, bro. Love you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Wow. My name is Minister E.K., yes, and I'm here to welcome you to Declaring Victory. We are uh, an exciting group of people on a prayer call, excited about an exciting God. Amen. I'm excited about the word and the declaration and prayer about to go forth. Amen. This is Minister E.K. Anybody else on the line? Good morning, Minister E.K. It's Krishanda. Happy Friday, and God bless you all. Likewise, <laughs> Krishanda. Good morning, good morning, good morning. A new day. Hallelujah. New day, a new dawning, a new mercy. Hallelujah. Good morning. This is Juanita. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning. This is Mr. E.K. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Friday. Favorite Friday. This is the day that the Lord has made. We should be glad and rejoice in it. Good morning, God morning, great morning. Hey, good morning. This is Edra. I didn't catch the name. Edra. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Mr. E.K. Welcome to our favorite Friday. Hallelujah. Good morning. Well, it's almost our time. 
And uh, before we get to move forward, we want to ask you to put your phones on mute so that we can proceed. My name is Minister E.K. Dawson, and I am your host this morning. And thank you for joining us on Declaring Victory. Uh, we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, uh, starting at 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, to empower, to encourage, and to equip you with your walk with Christ. Be sure uh, that you're joining us during the month of May, uh, where our monthly theme is I Surrender. Uh, all of our declarations uh, will be focused on the importance of surrendering to God and considering his will, his plan, which will allow you to walk and live in purpose. Uh, there is one announcement today that Friday Night Live resumes tonight uh, at 6 uh, on, on our platform at 6 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, call in and join us uh, where Dee shares on the topic, uh, you are sure to be blessed. Prayer requests on the apps. I didn't get a chance to check the, the app uh, and the, the order of the call, uh, a prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Daryl, and the declaration will be brought by Daryl. And our scripture for today is James 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. At this time, we're going to ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to do and to come off. And now I pass the call to the prayer warrior. Happy Friday, favorite Friday, grace and peace as we pass the call to the prayer warrior. Amen. Good morning, Brother E.K. Good morning, my brothers and sisters with Declare Victory. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice on this favorite Friday and be glad therein of it. If everyone would please bow your heads and open your hearts as we go to the throne of grace in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For God, thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. Father, we come this morning just to, to say thank you, Lord God. Father, we come putting you, Lord God, in right perspective on this morning, Lord God, that you are first, that you are the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. God, we come, Lord God, for in you we live, we move, and we have our being. And God, as we come this morning, Lord God, we want to say thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the freedom to be able to assemble together, Lord God, to be able to lift up, to worship your name, Lord God. Thank you for the ability, Lord God, to extrapolate your words, Lord God, to share it for the sharpening, Lord God, brothers and sisters, as we come together each morning to be able to lift you up and glorify your name. And God, we just want to thank you, Lord God, that in all things, give thanks, not, not because of all things, but in all things. Lord God, we we know, Lord God, of the mass shootings that are transpiring recently, even in Duvalde, Texas. We know of all the famine that is going on in the Sudan. We know, Lord God, of all the things and travesties that are going on. We don't give thanks because of it, Lord God, but in spite of it all, we give thanks, Lord God. We give thanks for 
We know that your will will be unfolded. We give thanks for we know that your power, Lord God, and your divine plan is being worked in place. We give thanks, Lord God, for even if we don't understand down to the even minute level of our own lives, we still give thanks for in everything, Lord God, we give thanks. In the midst of trouble, we give thanks. When we're burdened, we give thanks. Lord God, when we are lost, we still give thanks for Lord God. As long as you're with us, then we know, Lord God, that is a way out of no way. God, I pray right now, Father, that as we prepare to enter into your presence, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that on this call that you have habitation and not visitation. And Lord God, you don't, we don't ask you to visit, but God, we ask you to continue to dwell. Dwell on this call, dwell in our lives, Lord God. Father, allow your angelic protection, Lord God, to cover us. Allow your anointing to, Lord God, not only saturate in us, but Lord God, to come out of us to do whatever your will is that you call us to do. And Lord, as we prepare, we prepare, Lord God, to give you a great Shabbat. We prepare, Lord God, to unleash, Lord God, the multitudes of your brothers and sisters, Lord God, to be able to lift up your kingdom, lift up your name. God, we come with a ready heart, Lord God. We come with a heart full of faith. We come with a surrendered heart, Lord God, being able to not allow it to be about us, but it's all about you. So, God, we thank you, Lord God. I pray if there's anyone, Lord God, that is dealing, before we release the masses, Lord God, with any infirmity, that by his stripes that they are healed, that if there's anyone dealing with an emotional infirmity, that by his stripes that they are healed. If there's anyone dealing with a mental, Lord God, infirmity, by his stripes they are healed. So, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, on this morning. Have your way in our lives. Have your way, Lord God, in a ministry. Have your way in this world. So, God, we just want to let you know we glorify you on this day. So, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to unmute your phones as we release the masses and fill this atmosphere with prayer. Come on, let's just begin the Hallelujah. 
Believe it or not, I believe it's centered around knowing the password. You see, whether my brothers and sisters, whether it's an iPhone or an iPad or whether it's you have a Samsung phone or Microsoft phone, I don't want to get into the debate on this morning which brand is better, whether you have a laptop or even a desktop computer. The one thing I know that all of these things have in common is they all require and have a password. And it amazes me that in these passwords, that if you gain, that when you input your password, that it can gain you access access to a world of information that sits at your fingertips. Even my brothers and sisters, when you were probably calling in to declare victory on this morning, in order to access the capabilities and technology to be able to dial into the prayer line, you still had to input your password in order to get access. You see, there's so much that is available to us whenever we begin to input the proper password and, and, and is put into that particular mode in which the world of the internet and all the things attached to it begins to open up. Now you can travel the world and it's at your fingertips all because you have the password. But my brother and sisters, what happens though, if you don't know the passcode, then what happens is that you're locked out of having access to so much that's available and at your disposal. So understand on this morning that if ever there's a passcode that's required and somehow you don't know it, then understand that all what's available to you will never be beneficial to you, all because you haven't accessed what's been made available to you. Now, in the kingdom of God, as well as in the plan of God and in the program of God, there is so much for a believer to be accessed regarding my life, your life, our lives on this morning within the plan of God. But what I need you to understand is that God in his kingdom also has a passcode. And that one of the reasons why many of us live confused lives, lives that are meeting up to what God has showed us, is either we don't know God's password or we didn't or refuse to use it. So what this means is that all the benefits that are available to be accessed in the kingdom are not being accessed because the passcode has either been ignored it's been rejected, maybe the passcode is unknown. Now understand that whenever this passcode has either been ignored, rejected, or possibly unknown, it oftentimes causes us to struggle to access and answering questions that pop up in our lives, like what is it that God wants us to do? How does God want us to do it? And how, God, do we move forward in this thing called life, given all of the chaotic realities that we face day in and day out? How do we navigate our existence? Well, again, my brothers and sisters, realize that God, that God also has a passcode. And if you don't know this passcode, and if you ever use this passcode, you will be pleasantly surprised at what's available to you from God for your life. So this passcode to which I would like to speak about today is the passcode called surrender. The passcode called surrender. Now, when you understand this code called 
surrender and begin to activate it in your life, my life, our lives. We will thus begin to gain access to God at a whole nother level and a whole different dimension. But unfortunately, this passcode called surrender is a code that people either don't like or don't want to be part of their lives. And because of this, it oftentimes goes unutilized, leaving us blocked out, locked out of what's available to us when it comes to this thing called living. And that's why, my brothers and sisters, where we will encounter in the Word of God, where the Apostle Paul, one of the most famous passages in Scripture, he begins to talk about this passcode and the access in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse number one and two. I'm gonna read Romans 12, one and two, the New King James Version. And then I wanna read Romans 12, one and two through the New American Standard Bible. Romans 12, one through two, the New King James Version, it reads, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, if I can, allow me to read that real quickly in the New American Standard Bible versions, Romans 12, 1 and 2, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service, watch this, of worship. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove that the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, what the Apostle Paul is saying is that Christians, I want all of you to give all of you to all of God. Now, let me say that one more time. Paul is saying that Christians, believers, people of the way, I want all of you to give all of you to all of God. Simply put, I want you all to surrender yourselves to God. The reason why Paul is making this profound statement is because surrendering is where you yield your humanity and every part thereof to all of God. Let me repeat that one more time. Surrendering is where you yield your humanity and every part thereof to all of God. You see, the Apostle Paul says that I urge you to do this. But why is Paul urging us to do this? Paul says in Romans 12 and 1, to present your body a living sacrifice. Because whatever God is going to do in, with, and through you, that he's going to do it in the context of your humanity. So what this means, declare victory, is that if God wants to speak to you, then he's going to have to have access to your ears. If God wants to deliver a thought to you, then he's going to have to have access to your mind. If God wants to speak through you, then he's going to have to have access to your mouth. And if God is going to guide you, then he's going to have to have access to your feet. So in order for God to do with you what is needed to be done, then he must have access, which means that the code called surrender must be punched in where you can present your bodies a living sacrifice. I dare you, my brothers and sisters, on this morning to put in this passcode this morning called surrender in. So now, 
Now, we're going to also find where the Apostle Paul gives us the reason as to why we should be motivated to do this. The reasons why we should be motivated to put in this past court called surrender, and it's called the mercies of God. Let's look at Romans 12 and 1 again. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the, watch this, mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. See, what I want us to understand on this morning is that understand that God's compassionate favor towards us should be the motivating factor of our surrender. When you understand God's compassionate favor towards us, then you really understand what favorite Friday is all about because the motivating factor of favorite Friday should be our surrender to him. You see, previously, in the book of Romans chapter, in the book of Romans, Paul had spent 11 chapters talking about this mercies of God before he ever gets to Romans chapter 12. If you would, allow me on this morning to briefly walk you through a synopsis of this journey. It's because you see in chapters 1 through chapter 3 of the book of Romans, Paul, he begins to say that the whole world needs mercy because the whole world is guilty before a holy God, and that God refused and cannot dumb down his standards in order to meet our needs. So God must keep his standards the same. And then it also says in Romans 3.23, it states that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we find that need in chapters 1 through 3, that the whole world needs mercy. But then you'll find in chapter 4 where Paul says, but God has come up with a way to provide the righteousness that he demands apart from works by faith in Jesus Christ. But then Paul also says in chapter 4, not to the one who works is the reward given, but to the one, watch this, who believes on him. So realize on this morning, my brothers and sisters, that it is your faith in Jesus Christ that gains you the righteous standards that God demands. Then in chapter 5, Paul begins to say, having placed faith in Christ Jesus, you have access to a whole new world of grace, which even during the tough times of life, God is there to sustain you. Anybody right now living chapter five in this present day and time right now? In chapter six, he says, this gives you a whole new identity because you were buried with him in baptism. You were raised to a new life and you are to look at yourself through new eyes. But then Paul comes in chapter seven where he says, that does not mean that you will not struggle. Let me say that again. In chapter seven, if you read it, Paul begins to surmise and say, that does not mean even though you have a new life that you will not struggle. He says that there will be struggles with your old you that is battling against the new you for control of you, which leads him to chapter eight. Because in chapter eight, he says, that's why God has given us the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can override the flesh so that you can live out this new life that God has provided you at salvation. But then Paul comes in chapter 9 through chapter 11, and the question is, if this so-called new life is so good, then why doesn't Israel, who are God's people, in the flesh have it? If it's so good, why don't they demonstrate it? If it's so good, why aren't they living it? Paul simply says in chapters 9 through 11, and he says they don't have it because they didn't believe it. And whenever you don't believe it, then you don't get it. And all because of this from chapters 1 through 11, the apostle Paul crescendos, and he begins to bring his thoughts into formation and culmination in Romans 12 and 1, and he says, therefore, I 
urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. You see, all because of the favor of God is given to those who place their faith in Jesus Christ. Therefore, I urge you, I beg you, I plead with you to give all of you to all of him. It's because your humanity will be the mechanism through which what God has to do, that which will be made manifest. But God must have access to it first. So now Paul says that the way you make this presentation, the way you give God access is simply by your complete surrender. Romans 12 and 1, again, present your body as a living and holy sacrifice. So realize that to surrender requires all of you. This this, 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 if I can pivot just for a moment, this reminds me, <laughs> reminds me of a story of maybe many of you heard of it, the old story, the chicken and the pig. The story of the chicken and the pig is where the chicken and the pig were working, walking down the road when they read a sign in the grocery store that said that bacon and eggs are desperately needed. So the chicken looked at the pig and the pig looked at the chicken and the chicken says to the pig, well, why don't we help the grocer out? He's in desperate need for bacon and eggs. So I'll give him the eggs, and pig, you can give him the bacon. But then the pig looked at the chicken with a side eye, and he said, you got to be out of your mind. But the chicken said to the pig, well, what's the problem? The pig said, it's really simple. For you, it's a contribution. But for me, it's the whole thing. You see, what a lot of folks want to do is to give God a contribution. They want to give God an egg here, an egg there, an egg everywhere. But what God wants is some bacon. He wants some pork chop. God wants some ham husk. It's because God wants the whole thing. He wants us to surrender. That's why Paul says in Romans 12 and 1, to present your body a living sacrifice. Now, 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 if you think about that, if you think about that statement, present your bodies a living sacrifice, that's really a contradictory thing. Present yourself alive, which is living, but also present yourself sacrifice, which is dead. You see, sacrifices in the Bible, especially you can read a whole book dedicated toward it in the book of Leviticus, Sacrifices in the Bible were killed, that you put sacrifices on the altar. Even when Christ was crucified, Christ was sacrificed and he died on the cross because sacrifices are killed. But the Apostle Paul goes on to say in Romans 12 and 1 for us to present your bodies as a living dead thing, as a living sacrifice. So how can you be living and dead at the same time? Perhaps the Apostle Paul can help all of us out here in Scripture that's found in Galatians 2 and 20. For in Galatians 2 and 20, the Word of God says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You see, what Paul is saying is that I'm dead. I'm dead this morning, but nevertheless, I live, that I'm alive. Yet not I, because I'm dead, but it is Christ who lives in me. So that means I am very much alive in him. But how are we going to do both of these things? Paul says 
in Galatians 2 and 20 in the B clause, he says, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So what this means is that if Paul, if the Apostle Paul was standing and he was on the declared victory line here this morning and we were to ask Paul, Paul, what's your plans for the weekend? Paul, I believe, would say, I don't have any plans because I don't have any until God gives them to me. That if Paul was on the declared victory line and we were to ask Paul, who was the declarer of the day, Paul, and he was standing here, Paul, what are your goals? I believe Paul would say, I'm waiting to get instructions from the Lord so that I will know what my goals are going to be. So to put it another way, my brothers and sisters, a living sacrifice means dying to self. It means dying to self and living to him. It means choosing him over you. My God. It's about saying no to you, yourself, and your flesh when you contradict the will of God for your life. Because what God desires for each and every last one of us, he desires us to be a walking dead thing, alive to him, but dead to yourselves when it contradicts his will. So thus Paul says in Romans 12 and 1, to present your body a living sacrifice. But he also says for us when we present it, to present it holy. Now, this is interesting. The word holy is a little bit different than the word righteous. You see, righteous has to do with the standard of right and wrong. So it's basically sin versus that which is not sinful. That's righteousness. But the word holy is a very unique term. It means a defining term of God. You see, God in the word of God is never called love, love, love. He's never called truth, truth, truth. He's never called righteous, righteous, righteous. But in the Bible, he is called holy, holy, holy. It's because the word holy is a comprehensive statement about the uniqueness of God. It means to be set apart as unique. Holy means to be set apart as unique. And there are three concepts here in Romans 12 and 1 to help us understand this holiness. Romans 12 and 1, therefore I urge you, my brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So number one, the holiness of God while it includes the righteous standards of God, it refers to the uniqueness of God for which he is to be held. So that's number one. Number two, he says, I beg you, I urge you, I plead you, my brothers, to give all of you to all of him. That is to, to surrender yourself to God. That's number two in holiness. Number three, then he says, this is your spiritual service of worship. King James Version says, which is your reasonable service? But the Greek word here in this particular pericope of scripture is a worship term. So he says, your spiritual service of worship is in your total surrender to God and not just in your church attendance. So what we need to understand is that you can very well be in church and not be a worshiper because you aren't surrendered. And without surrender, there is no true worship. That you can shout, you can sing, you can speak the word, you can preach the word, you can begin to tune and hoop, and all you can say amen and wave your hand in the air just like you just don't care, but it's not worship, it, it's not including surrender. That's why Paul says that it's your spiritual service of worship. But then Paul comes in Romans 12, verse 2, and he says, and be not conformed to this world. Now, this is referring to a, what a potter does with the clay, that a potter conforms the clay to an image 
that the potter, in order to confirm it to an image, he has to squeeze it and make a plate. He has to squeeze it and then he makes a cup. He has to squeeze it, then he makes a bowl. In other words, he shapes it and he conforms it to make it into what he desires it to be. And when he does that, he applies pressure. That's why some of you are feeling pressure in your lives on this morning, pressure in your walk with God, because pressure is used to confirm it into shaping what God desires you to be. Now, I want you to realize that you and I live, you and I live in a world that is trying to pressure us, to conform us to its values, a world that's trying to squeeze us to accept its worldviews, and it's trying to press us to walk away from what God says and to operate on what society says, to force us to substitute the truth of God for the lives of the culture, all because many people don't want to feel as if they've been rejected. But then Paul goes on to say in Romans 12, and do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed. Do not be pressed or pressured to adopt the value system that leaves God and his worldview out. Therefore, not taking advantage of all that God has for us because of a refusal to surrender to God. Then Paul says in Romans 12 and 2, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Understand that this type of surrender requires a transformation of the mind. That what God will begin to do as you take the truth of his word, having surrendered your life and having said no to the value that discards God and tosses God and his truth to the side, that he will begin to reshape and reorder yours, mine, and ours thinking because you now are bringing your thoughts in alignment with him and that God will transform your mind and bring your thinking into his thinking so that his thoughts become your thoughts because he has now has been given full access to you all because you are fully surrendered. And you say yes to him when you do this and no to the world so that his spirit can reshape our thoughts. So as we prepare to take on this day and we begin to take on this week, the question that must be raised before we open the line up is what's the payoff? Then what's the benefit for all of this? Paul tells us in Romans 12 and 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here we go. Watch this that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Guess what, declared victory? Guess what the payoff or the benefit is? The benefit and the payoff of a surrendered life is the will of God. Now watch this. God has will, and he has a plan, for every life of every believer. Because when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you now have entered into the plan of God. And that plan covers every detail of your existence, from the time of your conversion to the time of your death or the time of your rapture, that God has a will. But we tend to deviate from his will because of our own carnality and our own flesh. But understand that whenever we get back on track through submitting to God and saying no to the world, that there is a transformation of thinking that takes place. And you will prove what is the will of God in your life. That's what Paul says. You will prove what the will of God is. Now, let me give you the good news. The good news is that if you give God all of you and give the world none of you, you will become renewed in your thinking that you won't have to find God's will. 
but the will of God will find you. Let me say that again. When you have a renewed sense of mind in your thinking, you won't have to find the will of God. The will of God will find you. And lastly, Paul says, perfect. Perfect, which means it is a complete or the goal has been completed. That if you don't want to live an incomplete life, then Paul says, operate then in the will of God. You do that by giving God all of you and giving the world none of you and letting God shift your thinking into his value system so that our thoughts are his thoughts. So we will know how to think in terms of his will. That, my brothers and my sisters, on this morning is the blessing of surrender. May the Lord add a blessing not only to the reading, the declaring, the hearing, but the doing of his word. Father, I thank you right now for your word is true. I thank you, Lord God, for all of us that we not just be hearers, we be doers of your word. And God, I pray, Father, that it's able to meet each and every last one of us to encourage us to live a surrendered life along with all the other declarers, Lord God, on the importance of surrender. Lord God is giving all of us to all of you and none of us to the world. And God, I thank you. I glorify you. It's in Jesus' matchless and mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, my brothers and sisters. At this time, you may unmute yourselves. If you did not have an opportunity to greet, introduce, amen, this is the time that we're allowed to do so, amen. Is there anyone that wants to? Yeah. Good morning, brothers. Humble Al. Great decoration. Good morning, brother Al. Always good to hear from you, sir. Good morning, brother. Uh, this is Moxie. Great declaration, brother. Great declaration. Good morning, Moxie. Thank God. To God be the glory. Amen. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Always good to hear from you. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> always, always a pleasure, baby. Anyone Good morning, else? this is Gloria. Thank you for the declaration. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless, Sister Gloria. Anyone Good morning. 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 This is Tenacious T. Thank you for this message. Declaration 220 has been my favorite scripture, and I love how you made it so plain and clear. Help me know that I feel dead because I am dead, <laughs> and I love it. And I just love, especially being retired, that I can walk in His will every day. I wake up saying, "Lord, what what do You have me to do?" And I just thank You for this today. I praise God for this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Good morning. This is Natasha. Thank you for your sound and for your word. We appreciate you. Good morning, Sister Natasha. I appreciate you as well. Good morning, Daryl. Christina Joy. Awesome declaration. Man, thank God for that. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Kank Killer Kedra. And because I've surrendered, I am a pig laying eggs. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what a blessing. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. This is Krishanda. I love your decoration. Wow. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Good morning. This is Diane. Thank you for that message. Good morning, Diane. You, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you, too. Good morning, Pastor Daryl. 
This is Dee. I'm waving my hands. I'm waving my hands in the air because I don't care. <laughs> surrender, <laughs> surrender, surrender. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I can see that, too. <laughs> Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Darrell. This is Rochelle. Thank God for your declaration this morning. I can honestly say with uh, I Surrender, Favor Friday is my expectation because I surrender. God bless you, man. God bless you, too. That's awesome. Anyone else? Amen. At this time, if anyone would like to share any additional feedback, comment, anything you're able to receive out of the word, amen, at this time we open up the opportunity to do so. Good morning, family. This is Cedric. A powerful message, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that declaration. Um, when you talk about a surrendered lifestyle, you talked about us, you know, giving up what we want to do and surrendering to God's will. Can you also just real uh, talk about the rewards, the rewards that you get, the outcome of when you do surrender? Amen. Very, very good thing. And that is, again, the will of God. Uh, and I think that's something we all really have a goal for. I know that, you know, many times I've had the question, God, what is my plan? What is your plan for my life? God, why am I here? God, what are you really calling me to do? And many times we may be able to identify that maybe God is even shifting to a different season in a different calling within your life. And when you do get that surrendered life, the benefit is you definitely will understand and clearly know the will of God for your life and that God has a plan for each and every last one of us. And, you know, again, once we surrender ourselves, then he will begin to unveil very clearly every detail of our existence from literally what God is calling us to do. But whenever we deviate from that will, again, it becomes a little more foggy as to what God wants us and calling us to do. So that payoff, my brother, you know, again, one based on what we're looking at in Romans 12, 1 and 2, is the will of God or the plan of God for our lives are going to be completely unveiled to each and every last one of us clearly that we will be able to understand it and follow it. Amen. Hope that was able to address what your question was, my brother. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was a... Wonderful question as well. Anyone else? Hey, Pastor Darrell. It's Didi again. I have to step outside because I didn't mop myself out the out the preschool room. It's okay. Um, But when you were talking about that surrender and truth and worshiping without surrendering, oh my God, I just that just did something when I think about it. So worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we're not just audition and I said all the time sometimes if your worship is not real what are you doing like really if you haven't just given it to him all of it and stop being an Indian giver give him all of this burden mm. all the anxieties all of our issues because they're not ours anyway and just really worship him in spirit and in truth so all the showing up you know the ritual stuff and going to church that's all good quoting scriptures like you said praising falling out shouting tearing up the pews all that but until you surrender, what are you doing? So you just blessed me so much. You always do. I love to hear you share. But uh, this morning as I was uh, about to, like I said, pass out with the sign saw combination I got over here, I was like, oh, my God, worship in spirit and in truth. So until you surrender, what are you doing? Really, what are you doing? You're just really showing up. And sometimes are you showing up to be a show? Or are you showing up to really give God all your all? So I love you. Thank you for that. Mm, I love you as well. Thank you for that feedback. Amen. That also ministered to me as well. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Girls. Rochelle again. I, the one nugget that um, you dropped about the living sacrifice and the sacrifices we often think um, 
you know, people always say, I'm going to come when I get ready. The sacrifice is come now as you are. It's amazing how um, we put off things when we just surrender to him and he'll clean that thing up. He'll make that sacrifice worth sacrificing. And just like Didi said, you know, that um, I sur- that uh, surrender, without surrender, there is no worship. The mm-hmm. surrender, the coming to, the surrenderance is entering into worship. So God bless you for your declaration. You said a lot that just, you know, make you really, really take a look at what do you really mean when you present yourself a living sacrifice? What does that really mean for you? So thank you for that second look. And it's, it's a daily look. It's just not, you know, that one time, but it's a daily process. Amen. Thank God for your comments as well. <clears throat> Feedback, that was powerful. Thank you. Hey, good morning. This is Petra again. And uh, to just clarify the pig uh, laying eggs, uh, my thing was I have been in surrendering. Um, God has allowed me to surrender, but my thing was fine. It's like, um, like just to piggyback on what Rochelle said, I wanted to surrender when I wanted to surrender. I wanted, you know, to go through my mess and then try to justify it that, uh, you know, uh, I go through these things if you must, you know, it's part of my process. But now I'm at the point to where, and I'm just being transparent, being an open book, now I'm at the point to where it's like, no, I'm not just showing up. No, I'm not just falling out. I want God to have it all. I mean, everything, the the tears, the pain, you know what I mean? So that I can give him all the glory so that it can be authentic worship. So thank you very much. You have um, deposited something in my life today to help me just to keep going forward. I thank God for you. Man, thank God for you. Thank you for that feedback as well. Anyone else on this morning? Amen. It sounds like all hearts and minds are in order. Again, want to thank God for your surrender on this morning towards the vision year that has been established that declare victory for the kingdom of God. I thank each and every last one of you on this day that you will walk in the will of God and what God is calling all of us, amen, all of us to be able to surrender to his will. Amen. With all hearts and mind in order, if you all would, if you would bow your head, open your heart. Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, for your will, your way, for your presence, your power, Lord God. I thank you for the people of God who would not only be hearers, but would be fully surrendered unto your will. And Lord, the payoff is that we will be able to walk, Lord God, in the true benefit of the will of God. Father, I thank you that you allow angelic protection covering over each and every individual as we began to walk this day. And Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that miracles, Lord God, that testimonies will come forth all because of a surrendered life. And Lord, we'll be so careful to give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in your darling and natural son, Jesus, and we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a phenomenal day. Amen. Have a great God day, everyone. Have a great day, everyone. Love you all. God bless you all. Have a beautiful day. Have a blessed day. Love y'all. Have a blessed day.